We are back for another episode of Things Stuff and Words with Ben and Reed. My name is Ben Rogers. That guy right there is Reed Marnie. Second time in a row, Reed, that we're here in your house in person doing a face-to-face podcast. Yeah, you're on a good behaviour bond at the yeah. moment. You behave yourself last week. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, you I can come on in. You're allowed in. So it's all good. So two weeks in a row, you should be feeling very proud of yourself. Buddy. I didn't come in and traipse muddle through the house or anything like that. I was a good boy. I kept everything nice and clean and tidy when I left. It was... All, all, all good. Yes, I can't say I do the same at other people's houses, but you did it at mine, so very glad you did that. Now, this week's episode is the one that we've decided to dedicate to video game talk, mm. basically. And there might even be some uh, video game play throughout this uh, general chat. We haven't 100% decided on that, but it might just spontaneously happen because we have some uh, consoles set up over there. And just in case, uh, for anyone who's watching the video and are wondering why we have little microphone stands in front of us, that's why. Because if all of a sudden we need to, you know, use our hands to play a video game, we can just chuck the stands up on the side of the couch here and, uh, you know... Go on with what we were doing. Yeah, we'll just get play it by ear, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we roll. So, one thing that's uh, very big that's happened recently is uh, the whole Crash Bandicoot thing. And yeah. you've got on the bandwagon of this. I have. I've got on the bandwagon of this even so much so that I didn't even have a PS4 and now I do have a PS4. <gasps> so, you got one. I did get a PS4. Yes. I have a PS4 now. Yes. And it was... We got we justified it for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One was because we wanted to play Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. <laughs> yeah. And the other reason was because we uh, needed a new Blu-ray player. Yeah. And we were just like, well, the PlayStation 4 plays Blu-rays as well. So we may as well just get that, kill two birds with one stone, and be able to justify it that way. Oh, so yes. that's how we ended up with the PS4. Mm. And how have you liked it so far? Because you've only had it just a couple of weeks, you yeah, just yeah. said. Is it all what you thought it was going to be? It's been pretty good. At, at the moment, I'm just kind of like, uh, I'm not sure if I want to buy a heap of games or if I just want to have one or two and just go through those first and kind yeah. of get my bearings with the PlayStation again. Because this is the first PlayStation that I've had since uh, the PlayStation 2. Wow. I didn't have a PS3 at all. Whenever I was no, playing, same. whenever I was having uh, playing PS3 stuff, it was always over at someone else's house. Yeah, same. So yeah. yeah, having having the PS4 for me is a completely different beast. I'm not used to such uh, a catalogue of intense gaming titles. No, no, I'm the same as well. I don't buy a lot of games, and if yeah. I do, it's usually if they're on sale. If it's I really, really, really want one. I've got a really, really want game on pre-order at yeah. the moment. So I know what you're talking about, but it uh, can be very intimidating when you go into any sort of uh, retail store and you see loads and loads of games and mm-hmm. you think, oh, it's a lot of games. Well, because the games that we own at the moment are Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, yep. and one that we just got with the console that's like a party game type thing for when people come over to your house. I can't even remember what it's called. I, I know the game you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah it's a fun game. But, you, da- yeah. you download an app onto your phone and then the app interacts with the game itself while you're playing it and it's all like... you do answers on your phone and then it sends them to the screen so no one can see the answers that you're trying to give for the game. It's all about talking about other people who are, you know, in the game with you. Sounds like too much work for me, so yeah, it's, I'm out. <laughs> it's, it seems a little bit convoluted at first, but I think once, you know, we get a group of people around and actually play it, it'll probably be quite good and it'll be like oh, a yeah. good kind of party atmosphere kind of game. So yeah. 
intrigued to see what that one's like when the day comes, but we haven't actually, you know, given it a go yet because there's only usually, usually the two of us in the cat home, and I really don't think the cat wants to play a, <laughs> a party game on the PlayStation 4. Well, you never know. I mean, we, now, we don't know what cats do when we're not at home, so maybe set up a camera opposite your little mm-hmm. PS4 and just see if they actually do play it when you're not home. So, obviously, as far as uh, Crash Bandicoot is concerned, how has your progress with the game been going so far? Well, Ben, I've got to admit, it hasn't been going as well as I'd like. Uh-huh. This is one of those games where I was really happy it came out. Yep. The thing I've discovered since I've had Crash Bandicoot is I really like video games. Like, I really like them. They're so much fun. Yeah. But I'm a terrible gamer. Yeah. I'm shocking. I go into video game stores every now and then and I'll see where new releases are coming. I think, oh, yes, I'm going to get that one. I get it. But I'm never, I'm never any good at it. Mm. And I don't know why. So, when I was a kid... I was the same. I used to love video games, but I was never a great gamer. And unfortunately, I've discovered with Crash Bandicoot, I'm a terrible gamer. <laughs> I think it's one of those things where Crash Bandicoot's kind of in my wheelhouse. Like, I can handle Crash Bandicoot yeah. and it's I'm, I'm semi-decent at it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't call myself good, but I wouldn't call myself fantastic. I'm kind of in the middle of those two. Right. Whereas other games like your Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff... No idea yeah. whatsoever. I have no clue what is going on in those games <laughs> at all. Mainly because I was always a Nintendo kid. So mm. I was always, you know, straight up side-scroller games. Uh, favorite games back in the day were basically anything Mario Brothers yep. and anything Donkey Kong. And they were always side-scroller games. Yeah, nothing, yeah. Nothing was ever, you know, kind of a 3D platformer until Crash Bandicoot, basically. And when it came to Crash Bandicoot, I got better and better as I got used to the whole, you know, difference of it between just being a side-scrolling game. Mm. And now that it's on the PS4, I'm finding that I'm having to get used to it all over again because it's <laughs> yeah. a different uh, controlling mechanism yeah. kind of deal with it. Where, you know, he just slips off edges for no reason. He just keeps <laughs> walking for no reason. And you're just like, I stopped walking, but you took two more steps. Why did you do that? <laughs> I'm finding myself getting very frustrated when I get to certain parts of it, certain yeah, yeah. levels, and I'm thinking, come on, I've done this 25 times now. Why can't I get over that hill, yeah. over that ledge? It just won't let me. There's one particular scene I'm really having difficulty with. Ripper Roo. Mm-hmm. If you know this character, if you know this guy in the game, you probably will feel my pain. I cannot but defeat this guy. He <laughs> is my Achilles heel. I just cannot defeat him. Really annoying. The one that I was really kind of struggling with was uh, I got past Ripperoo, and then there was also a, a totally jacked up koala as well. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Got, got past him okay. But there was one, it was like a rat or something, and he had like a Tommy gun or something <gasps> like that. Mm. Took ages to get past that one for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I thought I kept doing everything right. Yeah. But somehow I kept dying. And it's the most demoralizing thing when you lose all your lives and that mask keeps saying to you, Game over. And then he just giggles. And you're like, you jerk. <laughs> the thing I've discovered, though, that if I really want to get past the level, I've got to admit defeat. Yeah. But without actually admitting, admitting defeat, I'll go into like a, like a website like YouTube or even Twitch mm-hmm. and I'll find out how did other people beat this character. Yeah, yeah. There's a website, a YouTube page I follow and they do a lot of video uh, streams of mm-hmm. games. So I was watching this game and I thought, right, this is a level I cannot defeat. How did you do it? And I watched him do it 
And he must have just been doing it a hundred times before he actually filmed himself doing it on YouTube because yeah, yeah. he just did it like that. I thought, you jerk, there's no way you did that first time. How dare you? Now, I don't know if this is true, but there was one uh, level in the new Crash Bandicoot where it was so hard that they actually didn't update to take that level out. Yeah. And but you can still download that level apparently if you want to and just play it as a singular level. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah. If you go into the PlayStation Store, yeah, uh, you can actually get it. I think it's a free download, so it's not okay. going to cost you anything. Um, but you have to go onto the PlayStation Store specifically to buy it. Yeah. Apparently, very very difficult. I've watched a few people do their streams on YouTube and Twitch on it. Very difficult. So I'm not surprised they did take it off. But mm-hmm. it shows you though that's the kind of stuff they take off the game. So yeah. there's obviously stuff they leave on the game, but it is by far one of the worst things to do. Well, because the, the one Oops. that they took off, apparently there is another one that looks very similar to that level, and that's also very hard as well. But the, but the other one is the one that you can now download singularly mm-hmm. is even harder than the one that they've left in the game. Yeah, and the one that is still in the game. Usually, a lot of people are really struggling with it. Mm. And then I saw a video pop up on Facebook a couple of weeks ago where someone literally got through that level, collected all the boxes and everything in the space of like two and a half minutes. And so many people who are watching that video are just like, you jerk, I'm never watching anything you post ever again. (laughs) (laughs) How much time do you spend doing this level? Is this video games your entire life, people? I mean, this is what they must do, surely. But it was the weirdest thing because he knew like exactly where everything was. And then rather than taking the usual path where people would go and die, Mm. basically, he would just kind of go, okay, I know that there's a platform underneath this platform that if I just fall off the other side and then just maneuver correctly, I'll land in the right spot and then don't have to go through all that chaos to get down (laughs) to that platform. And it was just, it was like, this is genius, but I could never pull it off. There's no chance of me being able to do that. Oh, I'm the same way. I I could do it for hours on end yeah. I would not even come close to even getting through that level so mm-hmm. whilst I'm really annoyed at, at those people I'm kind of jealous of them because I think gee I wish I could have that kind of skill where I could just click like that in the game but I can never do it and as far as like people getting through games really quickly there's even people now who are trying to best each other in the first ever Mario Brothers on the NES. Right. And it's basically a uh, just a crazy run of how fast you can get through that game in general. Ooh. So using the warp zones, using whatever you like yeah. to actually get through, how quick can you finish the game from level one right through until the final, final boss Bowser level? Jeez. And so many people are flying through this game like crazy. I actually can make my way through the game pretty fast. Yeah. But still nowhere near as fast as these people who are just like seamlessly jumping in all the right places and, you know, hitting all the right enemies everywhere to get them onto the next platform and all this kind of stuff. I'm probably about maybe three to four minutes on top of what their time is because I'm just not that seamless. No, and this weird thing, because when I was younger, I used to be like pretty good like that. I was very seamless, very quick. It was just, you know, switched on. Mm. But as I've gotten older... I've lost my way. Yeah. I have massively lost my way and I'm really annoyed at that because I used to love being able to do it really quickly, but as I've gotten older, I just cannot do that anymore. Much like my exercise life. I used to be very quick when I was young. <laughs> now as I've gotten older, very slow. It makes me kind of worry though because I am getting the uh, the mini snares 
mm-hmm. uh, later on. Uh, it's actually due out next month, but I'm getting it in December for my birthday. And Seems like cruel punishment, but continue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, a lot of the games on the SNES I played when I was younger. Yeah. And I'm starting to think to myself, okay, am I going to get really frustrated with this because I will have lost my touch and I'll have to regain it all to play these games again? Or am I just going to go straight back into it and just be like, oh, yeah, just picking up from where I left off. This is a breeze. I reckon some people will have that mentality. I reckon others won't. Mm. One thing a lot of people tend to forget about this whole, uh, you know, mini systems, the controllers are actually smaller. Yeah. They're not the same size controller as yep. you got them when you were in, you know, in the, back in the 90s. They're very small, the controllers. I'm going to show you the NES controller later. Mm-hmm. And it's very small. So, yeah, that could play some part in it. So, like... There's more of a chance of mashing the buttons a little bit more because your thumbs are too big now and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You're just going to clang and bang everywhere. It seems like a bit of a simpleton thing to say, but when we were younger, our bodies were smaller. Mm. Uh, You know, and obviously our fingers played a big part in, you know, playing the games. So that will play some role in it. So I've discovered that the controls are way way smaller than I thought they were back in the 90s. The the 90s ones were huge. Mm -hmm. Nowadays they're just tiny. Yeah. Actually, I'm just just thinking now, uh, because we're using our portable podcast setup for the second time, obviously. Mm. Uh, I just thought, if someone rings me right now, because, <laughs> because, we're, because we're recording on my... If I... Uh, let's, let's just check this out for a second. Now, you see, if we're I, not the kind of people that sort of check this stuff beforehand. We just think of it on the go. Ben now, thinks of that sort of stuff. I wouldn't think of that sort of stuff. So, he's got that over me. But Now, this completely ruined us out of nowhere. Yeah. But I'm going to hit aeroplane mode just right. so no one can ring me. And fingers crossed, if I do that, I think that was okay. Ooh. I, don't, I don't think we missed anything. We didn't I, don't, crash, I don't think it cut anything out. We so. didn't crash the entire phone. The no. operating system is still working okay. It's still okay. Wow. I've still got 36% battery life, so I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll leave that be and let it do its thing. The, the last thing that I would want is we're in the middle of a podcast and then because I've got the headphone jack actually in there... Yeah. The ringtone just internally records over the top of what we're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Could you imagine? Oh. That would just be the thing that happens to us out of nowhere. And we'd just be like, yeah, well, that's that's kind of ruined now. We'll have to cut that part out. And even worse, I'd find out what your ringtone probably is. And it's some <laughs> hideous thing that you're too embarrassed to think of, you know. It'd be like having one of your family members and it was like an, an ACDC song, like Highway to Hell. It's like, oh, no, no, I don't mean it like that, folks. No, no, Actually, no. it's funny you mentioned that. I was watching a video earlier today of a uh, guy who was pulling a prank in his uh, uh, college library like the college that he goes to over in the US. Yeah. Uh, he was basically had one of his mates as like the hidden camera guy somewhere around the library. Right. And he would sit down at a desk, like, you know, where all the students are studying and stuff, and act as though he was going to put his headphones in mm. and just start listening to music through his headphones Ooh. off his phone, but not have the headphone jack in <laughs> fully. So when he hits play, yeah. it just starts beaming, booming out to everybody. Oh, no. And it was something like playing the booming out the most embarrassing songs yeah. as a prank. Oh. And so he's sitting there in the library, presses play on his phone. Mm. Everyone's here. And it's like, I'm a Barbie girl. <laughs> and they're all just like, what? Is, is this guy serious right now? 
How old are you? Yeah. Goes to another guy and he's like got that let the bodies hit the floor song going. Yeah. And everyone's just like, whoa, dude, seriously, calm down the grunge. It's the library. <laughs> then crazy fog starts ringing out throughout the entire cinema. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, let it go, folks. It was popular one year. Let it go. Move on. Now, you've got, uh, to go back to the whole video game side of things, yeah. you've got the uh, mini NES. Mm-hmm. And how many games did it come with? Uh, I think it came with 30. came with 30. And as far as all the games on there are concerned, have you gone through, played most of them on there? I actually, when I first got it, I actually went through every game because yep. I wanted to really get a feel for each and every game. Most of them, I'm going to be honest, I have not played since. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, like, I don't feel bad about saying that, but there's a few games on there I, I really like. Obviously, the Super Mario Brother ones, but also the Excite Bike. Yep. I really like that. It's a very simple game. Yeah, but yeah. most of these games are because they're, they're arcade games, so they're not anything too spectacular. But the Mario and Donkey Kong games particularly, I do like. Zelda, mm-hmm. I was a big fan of. But a lot of these games I had never played before. Were there any on there that you hadn't played before, but then when you did play, they kind of surprised you a little bit and you were just like, hey, I like this. Yeah, the one that did um, was actually Excite Bike. Yeah. Also Zelda. I had mm. never played Zelda. I've, oh, really? I've, I've never been one of those people to play Zelda. So I got the arcade version on the NES. Really liked it. Thought it was good, fun. I feel like if I played Zelda now, I'd probably appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Because back when I was a kid, it was one of those games where it's just like, I have no idea what the purpose of this is. Like, I'm walking (laughs) around this map. It's a bird's eye view. I'm going through all these weird portals and doors and whatever and going to, you know, new areas and stuff. But I have no idea what I'm searching for. It doesn't make any sense (laughs) to me. But now I feel like I'd be able to get a grip of the actual gameplay and, you know, understand the story of what's going Mm. on and all that kind of thing. Whereas... Back then, I think it might have been a game more for teenagers or adults who still enjoyed playing video games. Yeah, sure. And I think from all accounts, the Zelda game on the Nintendo Switch is Mm. apparently amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to sort of see how it's come from the arcade games of the NES to the newly released Nintendo Switch. So it's one of those games that's continued throughout the years and it's apparently getting quite better. Speaking of the Nintendo Switch, that was one game console that I was thinking about upgrading yeah. to there at one stage because I do have the Wii U. Mm. And when when the Switch was announced, I was just like, that's going to be my next gaming console. Yeah. That's going to be it. And that's going to be the only one that I'll need to buy for years. And now all of a sudden I've ended up with a PS4. <laughs> uh, but I can't see myself upgrading to the Nintendo Switch anymore. Mm. But still having the Wii U there and still being able to play those games is still, you know a cool novelty to have because you can still go back and play the games that you liked and download games off the Nintendo store like old classic games and all that kind of right. stuff and still have a bit of fun with it whereas with the Switch I feel like everyone's kind of gone a little bit crazy over it for the time being mm. and until the hysteria dies down it's not going to be as fun as it potentially could if that makes sense yeah I sort of get your point um, the one thing I've really noticed with it is probably on a completely different subject the price hasn't really changed no. since day one i would no. have thought maybe it might have decreased a little bit or mm. just gone down say even 10 or 20 dollars yeah but no nothing like that at all so i'm still shocked every time i go into a new store a retail store rather and they're selling it 
it's the same price, same bundle deal, same single deal if you're not interested in getting games. I think surely they've put some sort of change in price, but no. Well, that was one thing that happened with the Wii U itself as well. Mm. The, the price didn't change the whole time that it was out pretty much. Wow. It, it, was, it started off at just over 500 bucks, yeah. And then by the time the Switch came out, they were still selling them for, for about $420. Jeez. And it stayed around that price point around basically the whole time unless there was a sale on and they were doing like some crazy Christmas bundle or something like that. Mm. So I don't get how uh, Sony and Microsoft have their pricing systems for the Xbox and the P- and the PS4 yeah. and they can gradually go down. Yet Nintendo's price point always t- tends to stay the same, basically. And people still buy the consoles and the games. So. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, that it still works for them, but mm-hmm. we we're not dumb. We're sort of we are onto you, Nintendo. We do realize you don't change your price, so you know maybe <laughs> maybe just change your price every now and then, and we'll be okay. Just a quick side note uh, for anyone who's listening to the audio side of things. I'm not sure if you can actually hear it, and for anyone who's watching the video side of things, you wouldn't actually be able to see it either. But on the chair next to me, just here are the two cats <laughs> yeah. that Reed's family owns. Yeah. One of them is snoring. Just 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 a little bit. Oh, I know the I know the noise <laughs> you're making and it's very funny. Yeah. It's like the faintest little <laughs> snore on the end of the breath. <laughs> and at first I was just kind of like, what is that noise? Where is they coming from? And then I was like, oh, the cats are there. One of them snoring. Okay. Trust got me. It now. Late at night when it's very quiet, <laughs> you hear a noise, you think, what the hell's that? You go out and you think, oh, just the cat's sleeping. Yeah. Lucky them. I've now got to go back to sleep. And especially, I guess, do you have? Do you let the cats sleep in your room at night? Like, do they sleep on your bed? Well, here's the thing. My door's open, but they never come in. Yeah. I don't get it. During the day, they sleep on that, my bed all day. You know, mm. it's very warm in there, and they obviously like it. That You know, they sense it's my bedroom. But when I'm in there at night sleeping, or even during the day sometimes, they don't come in. Very <laughs> weird. If we have our door open at home uh, during the night, the yeah. cat will not leave us alone. Wow. And she will not uh, settle for longer than maybe an hour and a half before oh. she gets up and she's just like, okay, got to find a new comfortable position now. I'm going <laughs> to wake everyone up and then just, you know, find my spot and go back to sleep. It's okay. Mm. I don't have to go to work. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, they remind me of my youngest brother very fidgety can't sit still for more than 10 (laughs) 10 minutes he's always moving around the house doing something so very similar to a cat in that respect Mm. Uh, just quickly and this is going to be a bit of a a random tangent for a second here we do like the random tangents by the way but I just wanted to mention this to you and see see if you'd uh, heard it yet or uh, seen anything about it and full disclosure this episode was recorded the day after Taylor Swift's latest song was released it's called Look What You Made Me Do Mm. and yesterday at work I was, uh, you know, working throughout the day on a Friday. Yep. The uh, song itself dropped at one thirty in the afternoon uh, worldwide, but it was one thirty our time. Yeah. And when it dropped, my boss came in, made a huge deal out of it, and was just like, okay, got to put it on air this afternoon. We've got to get it going, got to have it out there for everyone to hear. And I was like, cool, I'll put it on in the 4 o'clock hour. It's the home run. It's when everyone's listening, yep. whatever. Didn't actually listen to it until the 4 o'clock hour came around. Mm. And then all the anticipation that had built up to it, everyone was super excited about hearing it and everything, got there, listened to the song, came out the other end of it and was just like, are you serious? (laughs) That was an absolute dumpster fire of a song. Like, that was terrible. Have you heard it yet? I have heard it, yes. The whole... It's very 
bland going through <laughs> like the verses. Yeah. And then you think that she's building up to a chorus. Mm. And usually when someone builds up to a chorus, any artist, when they build up to a chorus, it's like, okay, here's the chorus. This is where it's going to hook us in. And then she just starts talking, <laughs> rhythmically talking. So- like, what? What are you doing? To that point, though, she, I saw someone on Twitter say she could release literal garbage as an actual single yeah. and it'll still sell and people will still love it. Mm. I have a feeling that she's sort of like Teflon. Nothing sticks. Yeah. You know, everything she releases turns to gold and we love her for it. Unfortunately, I sort of see through it all and <laughs> not really a fan of the new song. And that yeah. really hurts me because I have liked some of her previous stuff. I know, a bit weird coming from an ACDC loving guy. But very bizarre to think that this song was just, no, 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 no. What are you doing, Taylor? And in the space of one thirty yesterday mm. to, what's it now? Like nearly 4 o'clock or something like that. Three yeah. th- 3.39 on Saturday afternoon, the 26th of August. 26th? Yeah, 26th of August. Uh, in just over 24 hours, hmm. the lyric video of Look What You Made Me Do on YouTube has amassed over 15 million views. Wow. I had no idea. But 15, Insane. In only 24 hours and it's already done that. Yeah. Jeez. That last time I checked was because I had to talk about it again on the radio today. And at the time, it was 15,400,000 and something. So, it's probably even more now. It's probably even up to around 16 million or something like that. I but- think I think Taylor needs something good to come out of all this. Because as we all know, she's been in a bit of... Well, not her specifically, but she's had someone uh, do something against her. She took someone to court and yeah. uh, she won. And she only sued the guy for a dollar because it wasn't about the money. It was about the... Kelsey herself, you know, alleged sexual uh, harassment. And if you've seen the photo of the guy grabbing her, her, yeah, butt, her butt, butt. Supposedly. Supposedly. Alleged, allegedly. Well, supposedly. allegedly anymore? Because it was proven apparently that he did. I'm going to say allegedly anyway. He probably will never watch this or never hear our podcast, but I'm not going to say definite for sure. But yeah. I can't remember. But after all that happened, though, you might not remember this, but she actually deleted every single one of her Instagram photos and every one of her Facebook and Twitter posts. Yeah. So think of all the Instagram posts she had, like thousands of photos, Uh thousands of tweets, thousands of Facebook posts, gone. Why? Never to come back. And a lot of people thought maybe it's like she's putting the past behind her Mm -hmm. and she's wanting to move on in her life. A lot of other people believe it was to do with the new single release. So maybe she can now sort of put all of her focus into music yeah. and not have any sort of personal life stuff on social media anymore. Well, there is uh, some underhanded tactics that were going on as far as her rival with uh, rivalry with Katy Perry was oh, concerned. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you remember all... Katy Perry released her new album recently mm. and it was set to go up on uh, Spotify yeah. on a particular date, on the release date. And Taylor Swift obviously had taken all her stuff down from Spotify. She was exclusive to Apple Music. Yeah. And that was the only place that you could, you know, stream any of her stuff. Mm. And then all of a sudden, when Katy Perry put the release date on her album and it was going to go live on Spotify and easily going to make her the number one streamed person for the day, the week, the month, whatever, Mm. Taylor Swift was like, oh, guys, guess what? On that date all my stuff's going to be back up on Spotify again. Because, <laughs> no, we couldn't let Katy Perry be number one, could we? Do we are, we really, are we buying the whole rivalry thing? Do we think it's actually got to do with... They've had, like, a meeting. They yeah. thought, right, 
I can help you, you can help me, <laughs> we're going to help each other out, and publicly we're going to say we hate each other and we're rivals, yeah. but actually we're BFFs. Yeah. I reckon it's that. Potentially. Well, even uh, the, all these stupid rivalries that are happening on uh, YouTube at the moment, mm. like I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have heard of any of this stuff, but uh, this group that calls themselves Team 10... Never on, heard of them. On YouTube. No. It's Do tell. a bunch of absolute drongos. Yeah. And I could, I could say a lot more colourful things about them, but they're just <laughs> a bunch of absolute idiots. But uh, they've got this big feud going on with some other guys from the FaZe Clan. And FaZe Clan is a bunch of gamers or something like right. that. And they were just like, oh, one of the FaZe guys beat up my assistant and uh, smacked her in the neck or something. Now she's got a big bruise and everything Ooh. like that. And then they did this whole video about, oh, he smacked her in the neck and now she's got a big bruise. But then when she's moving around, apparently the bruise was shimmering oh. in, in the light. And everyone's just like, uh, bruises don't shimmer. What's, <laughs> what's that all about? And then they had all these other pictures of this girl who supposedly got beat, got hit in the neck yeah. where all of a sudden she didn't have a bruise anymore. Oh, like, Ooh, hang on a second. Makeup shimmers, <gasps> but bruises don't. Oh. So we think that she might have just made this one up maybe and they've just tried to do some, you know, tactic to try and take these guys down and defame them in some way. Then I think they all realised, hang on, we're gamers. We don't like the idea of fighting, let alone actually going <laughs> through with the act. So it definitely wasn't us. <laughs> uh, and it's so funny, like, seeing... Because the videos are everywhere. Like, you can't, you can't escape them when you're on YouTube. Yeah. It's all the trending videos that are going around at the moment. And... All these guys who are trying to big note themselves and make themselves seem like they're, you know, above all the drama. And I don't even like drama. I hate being involved <laughs> in drama stuff. It's just, it's not good. Mm. But then you're purposely putting yourself in drama-filled situations. Like, how does that make sense? It's like when the people on The Bachelor are saying, oh, we don't like drama, but they're the first ones to be involved in anything <laughs> drama-related. So, please, as soon as someone says, I don't do drama... You're a drama queen and you love it. So, you know, don't don't say you don't because you do. I think before we go down a bachelor rabbit hole again, <laughs> like our previous episode, <laughs> maybe we should transition off our tangent yeah. and uh, go back to the whole video game side of things. Yeah. Now, there's something that I saw during the week that sort of interested me because I've never had any of these consoles. Mm. The Nintendo 3DS. Did you see yeah. what they released during... Or they're going to release later this year? Oh, no. It's a Super Nintendo-themed 3DS. Oh, okay. So, it looks like the Super Nintendo. Yeah. But it's a 3DS. Oh, wow. So, I'm going to try and get show Ben a photo live as we do this. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, I thought, I've never had a 3DS, but mm. if I was to own one, I reckon I would have that. Yeah. So, I'm just letting my phone do the work for me. Actually, I'm going to put down my microphone for a second. It's probably going to sound horrendous on the recording. But I need to give a bottle of water. Apologies to all those who are listening. And where are we? There we go. Try and pick it up, making minimal sound. Good luck with there that. There we go. I think I did pretty well, actually. Let's just have a quick look to see how... Yeah, it looks pretty good. Just to see how you and see how the waveforms are going. <laughs> yeah. So there's the image of it. Oh wow. Yeah. So it actually opens up to be the game system, but mm. on the outside kind of decal, it looks like a Super Nintendo. It's like a mishmash of the Super Nintendo and the 3DS. Put them all in one, and that's what you get. And it's not the uh, what is it? The Super Famicom 
version. No. It's actually the Super Nintendo version. No, it's actually is... the Super Nintendo version. So it's yeah. a fully fledged Nintendo product. Going to be coming out later this year at a cost of, I think, $250. So Very I don't nice. know what they normally retail for, but I thought that's quite nice. And I've never had a 3DS, but if I was to have one, yeah. that would be the one I would guess. Now, have you ever been one to uh, get, get amongst the whole P- PC gaming uh, world? Like as far as because you know everyone's got like oh yeah I had I choose this console I'm an Xbox person over a PlayStation person PlayStation over Xbox mm. prefer Nintendo whatever but there's so many people who are just like no PC gaming all the way so you know, oh they're sort of you, PC snobs are they just like you noobs can <laughs> you know go and play uh, shitty console games and we'll just be over here doing all the cool stuff on PC no and partly because every time I've gone into a retail store. The amount of PC games is very minimal compared yeah, yeah. to what you can get for the Xbox and the PlayStation. So, no, I've never had any intention of doing that. And I think it's more because uh, a lot of the PC-based games now are more downloadable content. Yeah. Like on places like Steam and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And one of the biggest ones that's going around at the moment is uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Have you seen, seen no. any of this? It's basically uh, the Hunger Games with right. just a crap ton of weapons. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you start off like just waiting to get into the game and yeah. you're waiting for numbers to pile in and you're playing against all these different people around the world. Uh, once it gets up to around uh, 90 or so people, you want to get as close to 100 and then they just pop all these 100 people just on the space of an island. Wow. And then you have to go around this island into all the abandoned buildings and houses and all that kind of stuff, equip yourself with all these different guns and armor and everything like that, and then just go and find people and try and kill them and be the last one standing. I think that's what people love about video games is that you can do stuff that you can't do in real life or yeah, so yeah. people would believe. But that was, that sounds like a really interesting one because I know that people love you know killing all kinds of stuff and yeah. the more weapons, the better. So I reckon that exactly. has I reckon that has a lot of traction with people. It's uh, one of the most um, streamed games going around at the moment. Wow. Everyone loves playing it and showing themselves playing it to other people. Right. It's oh, like okay. if, if you go onto Twitch at the moment and just type in uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, yeah, it'll pop up everywhere. Every man and his dog is playing this game right now. And there's even one guy, uh, biggest YouTuber in the world, PewDiePie. Yep. He's like the most well-known YouTuber out mm. there, over 50-something million subscribers now. Wow. And he was he hasn't been doing it as much lately, but he's just been streaming it like nearly... For, for a good couple of weeks there, he was just streaming every night on mm. YouTube for about like three or four hours. Just him playing this game over and over and over again. Gee, he's got a lot going on in his life, doesn't he? (laughs) Every time he died, he'd like go out, regenerate and come back into a new game. (laughs) And the funniest thing is though, when you, if you do win, Mm. it says on the screen, winner, winner, chicken dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So (laughs) whenever whenever people are playing it, they're just like, okay, got to hunt some people down. Got to get that chicken dinner. (laughs) Oh, that is amazing. Oh, I love it. So, like, I think the the fact that they're playing, you know, kind of a semi-serious kind of shoot 'em up type game, yeah. but still you're getting kind of these funny off-the-cuff things involved in it as well. Mm. It's just kind of like, okay, I can see why so many people are getting behind this game and wanting to get involved with it. And that's what games need to have, that little novelty thing, you know? I mean, yeah. you can have the actual seriousness of all the games. That if you can have a little novelty on the game, I reckon that's what gets people hooked on them. So, I, I quite like that chicken dinner. 
Mm. That's hilarious. Even uh, as far as um, games like Mario Kart and all that kind of stuff is concerned, like they had really good hooks that got people in yeah. and got them wanting to play it over and over and over again. Because even before um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds has been like the big booming game on places like Twitch and YouTube gaming and all that kind of stuff, mm. uh, Mario Kart 8 was one of the most streamed games yeah. going around as well. So many people were just playing it and showing themselves playing it. And, you know, people were... Uh, if you were watching someone play on Twitch, then you were actively trying to get into their game bracket as well so you could go, go up against them and try and beat them. Yeah. And that was a big, you know, selling point for a lot of people of why they watch this all these Twitch things in the first place. I think that's what I've really enjoyed about the whole Mario Kart system as a whole, game, mm. game as a whole rather, is that it's just... It's a car racing game, essentially. Yeah. And it's been popular since the 80s. And here we are in 2017. Mario Kart is still a thing. Yeah. How cool is that? Like, yeah. I love it. Like, we've got all the technical games in the world and games that I'm never going to play that are very, you know, technical. And you've got a simple little game like Mario Kart. It's had different, you know, j- versions of the game throughout the whole life of mm-hmm. its uh, system. It's so cool that it's so popular still in 2017. I love it. <laughs> Now, as far as uh, the Super Nintendo is concerned, as we mentioned earlier, next month is when the Mini SNES uh, makes its way to shelves. Mm. That's if any of them actually get to the shelf. I think most of them will be gone on pre-order in the first wave. There will be none on shelves, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. None on shelves. It's kind of like when Crash Bandicoot first came out on PS4. There was none on shelves whatsoever because it was just all gone from pre-order. Yeah, I never really got that. The whole Super Nintendo game console being sold out straight away, that yeah. I understand. Yeah. But a game, Crash Bandicoot... Considering there was no like special edition yeah. version of the game, sold out on like the first day. I found that very bizarre, but cool nonetheless. It's just the whole nostalgia factor yeah. of the whole thing. Everyone's on this big nostalgia kick. Oh, yeah, at the yeah, moment. yeah. So, it, I don't know. I, I, I quite like it, though. The whole retro games are becoming you know cool. You know, what's old is new again. Mm. I'm really loving it. So, I think people our age who played these games back in the 90s, this is what we our biggest memories are of games are these like Super Mario Kart and Donkey Kong and all the rest of it. The fact that they're releasing them brand new in 2017, I, I think is so cool. It's so awesome. Now I can't do it on my phone, obviously, because we're recording online at the moment. But are you able to look up what the actual because it's 21 games, is it on the uh, the Mini SNES? Yeah. And yeah. so what what are those 21 games exactly? Because I'm pretty sure there was one on there that they mentioned that was a previously unreleased. Uh, version of a game that's now going to be on there and that's the only place that you can play it is on the mini snares yeah so that was a previously unreleased game mm-hmm. and apparently this is the only place you'll, you'll actually be able to find it now thank you Wi-Fi for actually working <laughs> now I've actually got the website of Nintendo up so yep. the game you're thinking of Star Fox 2 that's right I remember that because there's uh, newer versions of Star Fox uh, out now, isn't there? Yeah, on, uh, yeah. Wii U, and uh, I think there's a new one coming to Switch as well. No, I think so. I'm not too sure, but I yeah. think so. Uh, now, did you want to go through any of the other games on yeah, the let's system? Yeah, go, let's go through the list and tell us what's on there. All right. In no particular order, because mm-hmm. it's coming up in no particular order, yep. uh, Super Mario World. Yep. That'll be cool. Uh, Super Mario Kart, mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, mm-hmm. uh, Super Me- Metroid, Metroid. Yep. Uh, Punch-Out!, Mm-hmm. Donkey Kong Country. Ooh. That is going to be the big ticket item. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon I'll be going at that one a fair bit. Uh, Kirby, Superstar. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby's Dream Course, Star Fox. Yep. Uh, Super Mario, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoshi's Island. 
Oh. I didn't play Yoshi's Island when no. it was. So that is, that's going to be one of those games I'm actually going to play for the first time. I on remember, the Super I remember hearing the name of that game when it was like, you know, released back in the day, but it was never mm. one that I was like, oh, I've got to get that. Yeah. Oh, same. And the biggest one, I think this will be the biggest draw card because when the console was first announced, this was the game only everyone was talking about, Super Mario Kart. Yeah. So that is the game that we all know and love. So I reckon people are going to get the console just for that game specifically. And because it's the original Super Mario Kart and it's the one that everyone loved the iconic music from and all that kind of stuff. Even now when you you know, play the new version, like Mario Kart 8. Mm. I still kind of sit there and just go, yeah, the music's kind of, you know, fun and funky and good, <laughs> but it's still not the same as just like the... <laughs> 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 I like that. <laughs> like that 8-bit that music, or I guess it'd be 16-bit music because 8-bit yeah. was, the net, was the NES and now 16-bit would be the Super Nintendo. Uh, so it's like that 16-bit music where it's not quite right, but it's still so awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's like meeting an ex-girlfriend for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> not quite right, but yeah, all right, just enough. It's all right. So uh, obviously the one that we mentioned there, apart from Mario Kart, was uh, Donkey Kong. Yeah. Which is one that I actually did play quite a bit back in the day when I did have my Super I mean, I've still got my Super Nintendo, but it doesn't actually work anymore. Oh. It, it needs to be refurbished yeah. if I want to ever play it again. But that, that's pretty easily done, apparently. But Yeah, I think you can just get it to a, like, a retail store and they can take it away to their place and they do it all up for you. So yeah, it's not yeah. too difficult. Just the cost, though. Apparently, there's, there's a uh, dude at the local markets here who sells like a heap of video games. And if you take it up to him, he's just like, oh, yeah, give us a week and come back and collect it next Sunday when I'm here again. Wow. So oh, like He's like a the black market kind of guy. He's, you know? the, he's the guru that can do it all for like half price. Yeah, he doesn't have he gets a, all the parts from China. He doesn't have a website or social media. He's just at the markets on a Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. mate, I'll do that for a week. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Just give us a 20. We're all good, mate. One <laughs> game that I am disappointed though didn't make it onto that list of games that's going to be on the mini snares mm. is Bubsy. Do you yeah. remember, remember Va- Bubsy? Vaguely, not a lot, but vaguely. It was uh, Bubsy the Bobcat. Yep. And you had to like bounce him off the trees, the top of like car roofs and all that kind of stuff to mm. collect all the wool balls. Yeah. They used to play it on that TV show Amazing with James Sherry. Oh, I was thinking of that just the other day because when yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong Country was on the SNES, I thought, what was that game they played on, on Amazing? Because I remember that game. I thought, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. So that's the game. They always played wow. uh, Bubsy. Bubsy. Okay. And it was whoever collects the most wool balls in the space of 60 seconds. Yeah. And they played Donkey Kong Country, whoever collects the most bananas yeah. in 60 seconds. And then they also played Mario Kart, and it was whoever wins the race. Yeah. And there was another one that they did play as well. It was another racing game like California... Uh, oh, yeah. California yeah. Dr- Dreaming or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't know if it was California Dreaming or if it's just that's just a TV show called California Dreams. <laughs> Do you remember that from like the lo- early 90s? Yeah, me. Oh, geez, that was quite in years. It was like around the Saved by the Bell uh, era. Yeah, Saved by the Bell way too popular for any other show to come close to us. I actually watched, not too long ago, I actually watched, because uh, uh, there was a reunion that happened with the guys from uh, California Dreams. Yeah. Uh, on... They did a reunion like on some American TV talk yeah. show and all the people from the band actually sang the song from like the theme song to the wow. show. And the guy who sings in the song had not lost a step. 
at all. Wow. He, he was still like, could could still obviously sing very well, mm. still obviously is a musician to this day, does his thing, like gigs at pubs and all that kind of stuff. When the girl came in, though, it was a bit of a different story. Oh, dear. Oh, no. You kind of got the idea that after she did California Dreams, she might have just gone, okay, I'm just going to, you know, go and be a regular stay-at-home person now who has a couple of kids with their husband and yeah. then just had this thing in the past that they did but doesn't do it anymore. And so she's come back to the reunion and the guy's like ripping it up at the start and then yeah. she's come in and just gone, and so I'm in He's like, yep, okay, uh, maybe just go back to him. Just just go back to him singing. Uh, you know, this gives me memories of... You remember the band back in... The, I think they were in the 90s or maybe early 2000s, S Club 7. Yes. Well, about a year ago, might be two years ago, they tried to come back. Oh, okay. Have like a, a reunion, although not all the members wanted to come back. They got like the majority of them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they came to Australia, not on a... I think just on a promotional tour sort of thing. They were on one of the television morning shows. I think it was Channel 7's one. Okay. And to say it was a good performance would be a massive lie because they were shocking. Even the hosts weren't, you know, at the time they were saying, oh, that's great, good on you. And then they just, they were not, they were saying like, oh, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was all right. Social media went into absolute meltdown because everyone said, I, I watched S Club 7, but that was not S Club 7. That was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. So I think when you have these like bands or have their own TV shows and they were very popular back in the day and then they try to come back, it never works or very rarely does it work. And S Club 7 did not work. <laughs> Actually, just quickly, if we're really quiet, I just want to see if I can get a bit of this. I can hear him from here. So hopefully we can get him on the mic. I'm bring the microphone over. This is my cat snoring, by the way. No, they're just ones woken up and they're just sniffing. Right on cue. <laughs> right on cue. As soon as How I. How convenient. I know. But you'll be able to hear some of it in the background, I reckon, yeah. because I can hear it from where I was just before. They were just like, wait, they've stopped talking for some reason. Why have they stopped talking? <laughs> we're not the stars, folks. The cats are. They know uh, it. <laughs> and as far as uh, future video game stuff is concerned, is there anything that you're excited about playing? I think we might finish it on this as far as uh, excitement for the future things? Yeah, well, this is the immediate future. Mm. Uh, I have pre-ordered the game Grand Turismo. Ah. I played this game a lot when I was young. Used to adore it. I know a simple car racing game, hardly too exciting. For me, though, I was massively into the car racing games. And Grand Turismo, for me, was the biggest one of all. And they announced a few months ago that this was going to be coming back this year. I pre-ordered it straight away. And I think it's coming in late October, early November, one of those two. Mm. And I I just wanted to come here already. It's either, what am I looking forward to? The SNES or Gran Turismo? For me, I never thought I'd say this, but it's actually Gran Turismo. Don't get me wrong, really looking forward to the SNES, really looking forward to the day that delivery guy comes to the door and says, here you go. Uh, But for me, Gran Turismo, I have been looking forward to this game for for years and the fact they're going to be releasing it brand new, a new version later this year with the original creators of the game. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's going to be a great weekend. Oh yes. I'm looking forward to, especially now that I have a PS4, Mm. I'm looking forward to a better Tony Hawk offering. Because back in the day, I used to be a huge fan of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. And it was one of those games that I always played, uh, especially Tony Hawk's Underground. That was like my favorite of the Pro Skater uh, game franchise. 
And when they brought out the PS4, there was a new Tony Hawk game that was brought out to mm. play on it. But everyone was just like, oh, it's so crap. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Mm. The mechanisms on it are just insanely ridiculous. And like, it's just so, you know, outdated and barely any better than, you know, Pro Skater that you played on PS1. Same name, and, not the same game though. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to potentially a good Tony Hawk Pro Skater offering. I have heard that there there's some rumblings that there is something in the works. The jungle drums are beating. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that the next one that comes out on in the Pro Skater franchise mm. is going to be a good Tony Hawk game that everyone's just like, yeah, got to get around it. Get around it now. That's one of the weird things because I was never a skateboarder. Yeah. Never a skateboarder. Yeah. But for some reason, on that game... I played it all the time. Yeah. I used to love it. But I was never a skateboarder. It never made me want to be a skateboarder. It never no. made me want to think, I, I can do this, because I definitely knew I can't without actually doing it. But I never skateboarded, and I never really liked it. But mm. for some reason, the video game Tony Hawk was just amazing. I thought, this is awesome. And that's the whole thing. I was never a skateboarder either. Like, yeah. I, I owned a skateboard when I was like... I think maybe nine or ten years old. Right. And it was one of those real kind of cheap and nasty ones that you get for like <laughs> 20 bucks at Toy Kingdom. Yeah. Kind of thing. It wasn't anything fancy like those nice black deck ones or anything yeah. like that. And n- playing that game never made me want to go, okay, I want to go out now and jump in the half pipe and try and do some awesome skateboard tricks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of funny how you can be so immersed into a game but still just kind of like, yeah. I could do this outside, but I really don't want to. Yeah, and I never will. You'll never see me <laughs> on a skateboard once, not even for a prank for a YouTube video. Mm. Uh, but look, it's going to be an exciting second half, or second half, or second half of the year in terms of video games. Yeah. Obviously, the SNES, the Super Nintendo, really looking forward to that. Gran Turismo, really looking forward to that. Mm. It's going to be a really strong second half of video games. So. Yeah. There's going to be a whole lot of others released, I reckon, as well. But uh, as far as the Super Nintendo system, I cannot wait. Yep. It's going to be a long wait. And you said that you're going to get this for your birthday. Yeah, in December. But I'm going to get it before that comes. So should we be in a situation where I can say, hey, Ben, do you want to come over and play yep. the Super Nintendo? And you say, well, I can't. I'm getting it for my birthday. What am I going to tell my <laughs> partner? Just tell her that you're hanging out with Reed to, you know... We're, to, just, we're just recording another podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm just playing. I'm just really? recording a podcast. Nothing to think of it. <laughs> playing any video games at all? No, I didn't mention video games, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, it's going to be like that. But nevertheless, it's going to be quite fun. So it, I think it's another month or so. But it's mm. going to be a long wait because yeah. I, I just wanted to be here already, mate. Come on, get mm-hmm. here now. Well, we'll wrap it up right there. So if you want to follow along with the show, of course, you can do so social media-wise at Ben and Reed on Twitter and Instagram. As far as listening to the show is concerned, you can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Uh, just search for Ben and Reed on all those places and you'll find the show right there. Even uh, watching the video version of the show, if you're watching us right now, uh, you can watch us on vidme, vid.me slash Ben and Reed, and also just search Ben and Reed on YouTube. Be sure to find us there as well. Uh, but we should also mention that for anyone who's looking for past episodes of the show since we've become things stuff and words yeah uh those episodes aren't all on the uh audio platforms anymore Mm. 
All the episodes are still up on the video platforms though because SoundCloud tried to get us to pay like 150 bucks to keep all our episodes up and we were just like, no, yes. not happening at all. Not to be confused, of course, with SoundCloud going into debt. And no. Not, you know, I mean, it, it's just slightly. a massive coincidence, you know. I mean, they're into debt and all of a sudden they're putting the prices up. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> considering in our first year when we were doing our old, old podcast. Old, old, and yes. We in that first year we were paying fifty bucks for the year, yeah, and then it went up to eighty bucks for the year, mm. and then recently they tried to get me to pay one hundred and forty nine fifty, mm. and I was just like, nah, nah, eighty bucks was enough. I'm not going anything over eighty bucks this time around. It really and, has appreciated in value on yeah. their terms. They believe, but yeah, of exactly. No. So uh, no. It's basically the previous four episodes of the show that are available as far as the audio version is concerned. But uh, if you want to watch back any of the video versions of the show that aren't necessarily, you know, video versions that you can see our faces, but, uh, mm. you know, video versions of the show that you can listen to the audio and see like a cool little visualizer yeah. thing at the same time, uh, you can check those out on vid.me slash Ben and Reed and just search for Ben and Reed on YouTube. But uh, that pretty much wraps up. Another week of the show, Reid. Wrapped to see that you've got yourself a PS4. Yep. That is by far the most exciting thing that's going to happen to you this year. Yeah, yeah. One of. But probably... <laughs> I'm just getting married in November. But... <laughs> well, video games are my life and, you know... I'm going to show this part of the podcast to my fiance <laughs> and see what she says about that. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden I won't be going to Ben's wedding. <laughs> really Funny is uninvited that. to the wedding. <laughs> Jeez, how to get uninvited to a wedding, part one. Say that uh, the PS4 is the most exciting thing that's going to happen to you all year. Well, hang on, if she doesn't agree, then I don't think you're marrying someone who doesn't like video games, and surely that can't be true, can it? Well, she has been... She was the one that kind of pushed to play Crash Bandicoot the most. Ah, well, you're back in my good books, but I dare say I'm not in yours. (laughs) Well... On that, we'll sign off. Yep. So uh, catch you very soon for another episode of the show. Until then, as I said last time, just enjoy life. Yeah. If you can be bothered, yeah. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) See ya.